Boat Trader, America's largest boating marketplace, offering easy financing and over 100,000 boat listings to choose from. Sell, find, and finance new or used boats on America's largest boating marketplace. Visit BoatTrader.com to get started. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. What's going on, y'all? It's Will. We're coming back for another Field Note Fridays brought to you by WorkSharp Tools. Today, we have Bob Vulture on here today to talk to us about the Ohio Strut Report. Bob, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Will. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Man, we're going to make this short, simple, sweet. Let's talk about what the birds are doing right now. You're up there with NWTF doing some stuff. So let's talk about what, what are the birds doing up there in Ohio right now? Yeah, we've had a lot of good luck this week. We've had birds that are uh, very responsive. Uh, we've had a lot of a lot of birds that are gobbling hard, and then uh, uh, we've also had uh, a day that we never heard a gobble. Really? Um, yeah, we had had great luck this morning. Uh, it was it was kind of unusual. We ran into a group of six longbeards, all grouped up together still, which is kind of unusual for this time of year. Really? And. Uh, we never heard him gobble one time um, that I would hand yelp at him and they would completely ignore me, get no response at all. But I would gobbler yelp at him and then they would yelp back at me. Three or four of those gobblers would yelp back. So but I got absolutely no response from hen yelps at all. Are these birds still in their winter flocks then, are you thinking? It, it, uh, I believe that in, uh, in, a, in a large sense they are. One of my landowners that I talked to a week ago told me that she saw 30 birds walk through her field the other day in one group. Seriously? So, you know, this time of year when they're breeding, that's really unusual. When did y'all's uh, season start? It started uh, last Saturday. This okay. past Saturday. So okay. we've been in for about six days. Okay. Man, it's kind of funny to hear you say this because the past couple strut reports I've done, it seems like, you know, at the beginning of our seasons down here in the south with like Florida, Georgia, Texas, it kind of, for the past few weeks, it seemed like our birds were doing the same thing. They were really just gobbling on the roost. As soon as they hit the ground, they'd shut up. You might be reluctant to get some birds talking real well, but they were still in those winter flocks, which is weird. Yeah, we've we've seen uh, quite a few. Um, when we encountered gobblers this week, it was always multiple. Man, uh, gobblers together every time we've had, you know, three or four today, six in a group, mm -hmm. you know, and not a single hen with them. That's interesting. So very unusual. Yeah, that, that's weird. You know, I, um, I killed a bird about a week ago. He was by himself. They finally started to break off on their own here in Texas. But then, uh, yesterday, uh, was going after some birds and same scenario as what you're talking about. We had four birds weren't talking a bit we moved one spot and we decided to go ahead to another 
and walking by the spot that we had just called at, there were some long weirds standing right there. Just they didn't they didn't care. And so, yeah. but I think what kind of attributed to that is we had some pretty good storms come through the area about a day or two prior, and it brought some relatively cooler weather in for this time of year. So I think that shut them up. So did y'all have something similar with weather happen up there? We we did. Our first two days, uh, Saturday and Sunday, were up in the 80s, almost 90 degrees. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we rapidly had a north wind come in and it dropped the temperatures. So last night we had a low of 35. Dang. Um, in the past two days, it's been uh, in the 30s. Day before that, it was in the 40s. So it was just a really rapid cool off yeah. after you know just two days of high summer temps. And then we dropped right back down into really cold temps. And I think that's got an effect on it. But yeah. I don't think that would group them back up. I think that uh, that portion of it is probably just that uh, our our winter kind of drug on late this year. Yeah, uh, and literally two weeks ago we had snow on the ground. Huh. So yeah, so, they're they're still in those flock. And how long does y'all's uh, season run through till the end of May? It or runs what? four weeks here in Ohio. Okay, so not not too terribly long. Okay. Yeah, I think we run thirty seven days uh, total, including the youth season, which is two days. So how many birds have y'all put down so far? Oh gosh, we've got a handful. Um, on this hunt here, we've uh, we've killed two birds so far in the past three days, and we had a uh, we also had a tragic miss on a big gobbler today. Oh dang! You never like to talk about that, but it happens to all of us. It so happens, it, man. It's ha- it happened to me this season, but luckily I was able to get redemption. It happens, man. So and it's it's really rough when you miss one and you've got six of them in front of you. So. <laughs> yeah, that hurts a little bit. Well, walk us walk us through a couple of the kills that y'all have had. You know, walk us through. Did did y'all have decoys? What was your decoy setup like? What was your calling cadence like? You know, tell us what the what you did on a couple of kills y'all had. Well, I tell you what, I had uh, Pete Mueller from the NWTF out in the woods oh, on Pete. Monday morning. Yep. And uh, we had a fantastic hunt. It was really slow starting off. Nothing gobbled on the roost at all. We didn't hear a bird until about 9.30. Man. We struck a bird up. I uh, I ran a few yelps on a, one of my long boxes, and we had some birds fire up. Sounded like they were three or 400 yards away up on a power line uh-huh. above a pine thicket. So we worked into that pine thicket a little bit. And before we could even get really set up, these gobblers were coming in and now they were within a hundred yards. So we sat up real fast and we had three gobblers come in. They uh, approached us from, unfortunately from my side and not from Pete's. And he had to watch those birds circle around beside me within about 15 yards. Uh, they came around the hill and did a semicircle around us, got within 15 yards of Pete. Uh, and he was able to take a clean shot on one of those three gobblers. So when they came in, uh, I yelped. I, I, I yelped pretty aggressive, but just a plain, uh, plain hound yelp, just kind of loud. And once I got those birds coming in in the range, of course, I back off the volume, I tone it down, mm-hmm. and I turned it into just clucks and purrs. And when those gobblers approached us, they were doing the same thing, just solid clucks and purrs. Um, no, uh, no yelps from me at all. 
But every time I would purr on that call, all three of those gobblers would, you know, simultaneously gobble at us. So that was a neat show with 15 yards and three gobblers just, you know, over and over gobbling at you. Can't complain Pretty exciting. About that. Yeah, that sounds like a good morning. So uh, the next morning, I took J.J. Reich from Federal Ammunition Company out, mm-hmm. and we had almost a classic roost hunt. Uh, we set up, we heard a couple birds way on top of a hill gobbling on the roost. I uh, threw a few loud uh, tree yelps out, loud enough so that they could hear them because they were pretty distant. And they responded back, both of them double gobbled on top of each other. Dang. So we set up, uh, the birds went quiet as soon as they hit the ground. And we didn't hear another peep from them for about 45 minutes. And when they did, they were probably 200 yards and approaching. Uh, I started turning on the hen yelps on one of my trough calls. Mm -hmm. And there were three gobblers at this point, all gobbling pretty much simultaneously. One of them you could tell was making a fast approach to us. So we set up, we made a little move on him, got set up. And within probably two minutes of um, getting set up, I see that tail fan puff up as he went into full strut. And he walked right up a logging road. We didn't use any decoys on this setup because, frankly, we didn't have time to set up. Yeah. Uh, They they approached so fast that we just got uh, in position and got ready for him. And he just marched right up the logging road as pretty as could be, put his fan up in the air, uh, and then fell out of strut, stretched his neck out for J.J. to take a nice clean shot at about 20 steps. Heck yeah. And, uh, another fantastic hunt in the books. There you go. We'd tell you about another kill this morning, but that bird got away. We'll uh, hopefully be able to go back out and get him and, and talk about it another time. Was Was he fired up too, or...? No, those are the birds that they never gobbled. All they would do was uh, gobbler yelp at me. Really? And that's actually how we located them because I heard heard a single gobbler yelp over a hill. We worked in close to them. We got within 50 yards and we had all, you know, the whole flock was uh, yelping back at us. And we unfortunately decided to make a move on them. And when we did, the birds then decided to come up and stand right where we had just vacated. Uh, I know that feeling. We heard him up there uh, yelping at us. We got back in position. We were able to get a shot, but uh, the bird was a little too far from my hunter's gun, I believe. Well, dad gum. About 45 steps, and and his gun's more of a a 30-yard gun. Yeah. So it got away, but when we went back to our tree, the woods were just scratched to pieces all around the, you know, the trees we were sitting on. Within five feet of the trees that we were sitting on, there were scratches. So, well, good uh, grief! Kind of made me hang my head in embarrassment. <laughs> it happens, man. Like I told you, it happened to me yesterday. So I definitely understand that feeling. So, well, man, tell uh, tell the listeners, you know, they're hunting Ohio right now. This strut reports, uh, you know, we try to keep these as live as possible. So, I mean, it's April 28th. This, this booger should be up on the 29th. So, I mean, tell tell listeners what to expect in the woods and maybe a piece of advice to help them bag a tom this season up there in Ohio. I tell you what, my best advice uh, that I could ever give a hunter, especially here in Ohio, is just exercise a lot of patience. 
because that's absolutely the best tool you'll take with you in the mm. woods. That's better than any cars you're going to have with you in your pocket. Ain't that the truth. So your shotgun, some good TSS ammunition, and a whole load of patience, and you'll do good. The birds, uh, like we discussed, the birds are really in that that point right now where they're flying down off the roost and going silent till um, later in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we've had some pretty good success on some birds after say nine 30 that get fired up. And once they do, uh, they're pretty receptive to the calls and the birds that we've got into this year, uh, late morning, we were able to kill pretty quick. Got it. Uh, example with Pete Mueller's bird. That was, uh, I think nine 45 when we struck that bird up the first time and we killed him before 10 o'clock. So right so now just kind of really off, happens fast off that advice. Would you say that, uh, you know, it's, it's okay if you're not in the woods at first light right now, just with all that going on, or, I mean, I've heard some guys say that, that heck, you know, they almost prefer kind of that, that mid morning madness time. Honestly, I'm, I'm that guy that wants to hear those gobbles in the morning Yep. when you're on the limb. And, uh, and I've known uh, over the years, I've, I've noticed that sometimes those turkeys might only gobble once or twice. And if you're not out there to hear it, you don't know where he was at last night. And you probably don't know where he went when he left the roost. Yep. And those are really important to me. So, yeah, I tell everybody, get out there early, beat the goblins so you'll know where they're at. And any day now, they're going to turn on. And those uh, when those gobblers hit the ground, they'll start hammering pretty good. Ohio is generally really good the later the season goes on. Yep. And uh, there have been many years when my last day of the season was the best day of the, the entire four-week time. So Almost makes uh, you wish you had an extra week or two. Yeah, well, you know, it, uh, it just pays to be out there. A lot of guys give up after the first week. Um, if I was going to only hunt a week of the turkey season in Ohio, I would make it the last week. Yep. Yeah, I've always said in Texas, it always seems like right after right after Easter weekend is when things really get fired up down here. Well, cool, man. Well, I really appreciate you hopping on the podcast with us today, giving us a strut report for Ohio. And, uh, you know, we'll have to get you on here some other time and get you through a full episode. Absolutely. I'd love to talk anytime. And I appreciate you having me on today. Absolutely, man. There you go, everybody. Another end to another Field Note Fridays episode. We just want to thank Bob for hopping on the podcast. Hopefully, you'll be able to take this strut and report. Apply it to what you're doing this weekend. If you're up in Ohio, bag you a Tom and notch that tag. So thanks again for tuning in to the Field Note Fridays episode of the Hunt Stand podcast, and we'll see you on the next one. spread out on a tiny island that the task of tagging a whitetail would not be a big thing. But, as I've learned, no matter where I've been, whitetails can be damn tricky. Pursuing wild game in wild places. Tune in to Hunt Stand Presents Saturdays at 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. 
Spend your Saturdays with life on the water. Join Captain Brandon Simmons for fishing, diving, travel, and so much more. You want to succeed. You want to fish. You want to be one of the greatest. Oh, look at that thing, dude. Wow. Oh. <laughs> Let's see what kind of trouble we can get into today. Don't miss life on the water. Every Saturday night from 7 to 9 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. <laughs> the destination for outdoor entertainment.